0: You are listening to the Grace Church Podcast. To learn more about grace, including our gathering times, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. Today's sermon comes from Pastor Tommy Jones. All right, so uh, I'm Tommy. I'm the pastor here. It's a pleasure to meet you. I love a new year to get—oh, I got something to tell you all that's exciting before I get started. So many of you know, if you've been here for a while, you know that I am a farmer, a singer-songwriter, just like oh, there's, there's a lot of different things. So uh, yesterday, there was a fuel valve broken on my four-wheeler. It's called a petcock, I believe. It's the little thing. You switch it to different, like, reserve or on off. Most of you aren't going to understand this because you're not, you're not mechanics like me. And so <laughs> I fixed it myself. Uh, normally, I would just call Gatsky, but I fixed it myself. So thank you very much. Yes, and I had to drain the gas out of the four-wheeler, and Christy wasn't home. So I took some gas and kind of put it under my arm so that when she got home, she'd be like, mm, you smell like a man. He's you know, like, well, I just fixed the four wheeler, overhauled the calibrator on the clevenger panel, and whatever. And but I'm now a mechanic, so there you go. Thank you very much. Super exciting for me. Enough about me. All right, so um, it's a new year. New. I love the first of the year at Grace. I love it so much because it's where we sort of calibrate ourselves. See. Calibrate. <laughs> I can't. Even, I can't even get away from mechanics. It's where we calibrate ourselves for the rest of the year. And so in this series, this week and next week, and then in our membership night next Sunday night, we're just sort of talking about like why. Like why are we a part of this thing? What's it mean to be a part of Grace? What's membership here? Uh, many of you every every year I get the same questions like oh you know I want to join I want to be a member and I'm like all right great we have a strange membership thing here, and it's if you grew up in church you're gonna be like well that's super weird but. What we do is every year we come together, and this is next Sunday night, January 14th at 5 p.m. We come together in this room. Everyone brings an offering, so everyone brings a gift of some sort, like not an offering, not like a goat or like a monetary <laughs> type thing, and then we share in a meal together. We, we, share, we take communion together, and then we worship together, and uh, I give you just, we talk for a minute, and then it's like, who wants to be a member? And you raise your hand if you want to be a member, and then you're in for a year, <laughs> Only for a year, though. Here's the thing. One of the things we don't know that lifelong church membership is really, I don't know if it's God's plan. I don't know if we're good. I don't know. Uh, I'm willing to bet that many of you belong to another church at some point. Many of you took blood oaths at another church, and yet here you sit. So I don't know that lifelong membership is the key to victory. So what we're going to ask you to do is join for one year. For one year, you're going to commit to being a part of this place and part of what God is doing in here, and I love it. I think it's fun, I think it's exciting, and I think it's different. But you matter, guys. This gathering matters. What we're doing together in this place, it matters. Church matters. You are a part of it for a reason. God created it for a reason, and my hope is that over the next few hours together, not not a few hours today, one hour, don't freak out, an hour today, an hour next week, and then Sunday night, that we're going to understand the beauty of of, of church. This is a funny story, uh, and Ed will vouch vouch for me on this. So I was at the Outlet Mall the other day, and uh, it was during Christmas or before Christmas, so I was shopping for myself, and I was walking around the Outlet Mall, and uh, I I just come from a store called uh, Cards, Games, and Books. What do you think that store had in it? Amazing, Cards, Games, and Books. I thought it was the most clever name. But so I came from that store and I was walking out and this guy came up to me and this was a man who didn't go to our church, but he'd heard about our church and he was with Ed, a friend of mine who does go to our church. And the guy was like, Man, I love your church. I love it. He was super excited. He was like, I love what you're doing. You know, I love, I love that y'all, you know, do all the mission stuff and give all the money and he was just so excited. I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I'm so glad you love our church. I was like, what church do you go to? He was like, I don't really go to church right now. I was like, well, man, you should come hang out with us. And the dudes, and I'm not knocking the guy because I get this a lot and I get it. He said, I'm at the place in life where I don't really think that I need, you know, to go to church to be a Christian. I'm at the place in life where I don't really think, you know, I need church for my relationship with God. And I spoke before I thought. You ever, you ever, have you ever done that? Instead of, like, taking some time to, ca- to ca- calibrate, <laughs> uh, instead of taking time to think through my answer, I just responded. And I'm working on, I'm, this year I'm not going to do that, but this story happened last year, so whatever. <laughs> and I looked at the guy and I said, that's true. You don't need church to be a Christian. You also don't need to ever experience intimacy to be married, but why would you want that? And he just kind of looked at me. And you're right, you, you, don't need, you, don't need, you don't need church to get to heaven. You also don't need to ever experience any sort of intimacy with a partner to be married. Matter of fact, you can be on a sports team and never compete. There's a whole league. It's called Upward. Everyone just shows up and gets medals for doing nothing, right? You can do that. You can have a 1,000 friends that you never talk to in real life. It's called Facebook. That's an option. You can have that. You can be in a family and never see the family. These things happen. You, matter of fact, you can get to heaven without anyone ever knowing you left earth. But why in the world would that be what you signed up for? If there's a better option... Why would you sign up for the minimum? If there's a better option, why would you? And, and I hear this about Christianity all the time, and like, I understand, I understand the heart of it. And yes, if you're alone with God on a desert island, of course, but you're not on a desert island that I know of. And so people say, you know, uh, I can be a Christian and, and whatever the and is that follows after I can be a Christian is like the bare minimum thing. And it's like people believe that that the mark of a Christian is getting into heaven. Christ didn't come so that you would get into heaven. He came so that you would have life. He came so that you would have more. He wants more for you. And so for us to, to look at Christianity and say, well, I can be a Christian and not do all the things that God, why would you choose that? You don't choose that in any other part of your life. Man, you can have a job that has no fulfillment whatsoever. And a horrible boss who hates you. But would you choose that if there were a better option? Of course not. And that's why John 10.10 10 is, is such a great verse. It says, it says um, first got to find out my Bible. Hold tight. Some of y'all may know what it says. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I came, oh, this is so good too. I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. So keep that up there for me. It says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And uh, the thief, I think he's talking about here, is evil, is Satan. But I think the thief uh, oftentimes isn't like, I think when we think of a thief, we think of a guy with big black glasses and a black beanie hat and a white and black striped shirt. Sometimes thieves are really beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful things stealing life from us. And so he says, the thief comes to steal, but I came so that they, they. So again, back to English class here. I is what, what part of speech? It's, it's singular, right? It's singular. What's they? Great job. Great job. So I, singular Jesus, came that they, plural us, would have life. When he's talking about your relationship with Christ, he's talking about a relationship with other people. He's talking about he came so that we would have life and life for us is found by being connected to the body of Christ. Yes, you can get into heaven without ever stepping foot in a church, but you will not experience the fullness of life God designed you for if you are not connected to his body. I mean, he shows us this over and over. That's why he says they. It doesn't say I came so that you would have life, although you will have it. This is a communal thing. My my relationship with God is through me and God. No, it's not. No, it's not. Your relationship with God is between us, between each other. We live this out inside of community. And that is where life is found for the Christian, inside the body of Christ. This is what God wants for us. Why in the world would we settle for the minimum? Why in the world would we settle for an insurance plan or a ticket punched when what we can have is abundant life? Don't you want more? Don't you want more? Man, uh, there's people who, who left the church last year. Not just this church. There's people who left every church last year. But I know for this church, I know that for the people that left, no one left because we told them to leave. Not one person left because we told them to. People step away from church because of all sorts of different things. They're not getting what they want out of it. Or, or maybe I offended. This may be hard to believe, but some people can find me offensive occasionally. <laughs> I know, ew, but like it's possible. And so maybe I offended somebody or, you know what? Maybe you offended somebody. That's highly, that's probably more likely. You offended somebody. And I mean, for whatever reason, people choose to walk away from church and and then they get mad at the churches that the church walked away from them. We're still here. We still want you to be part of this. We we still want you to find hope and healing and, and the next step here, but you gotta make a commitment. You gotta commit to something. And if you think that that you know church is never gonna offend you, or it's full of humans. I don't know if you notice this, but this building has a lot of people in it. And so, although it is an institute of God, so it's divine, it's also full of humans, so it's imperfect. People say, Well, I left because they were all hypocrites. You still go to Walmart. Walmart's full of hypocrites walking around in Walmart with your Starbucks and your Target bag. Hypocrites. (laughs) Right? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, yes, it is full of imperfect people. Yes, we will fail you. Yes, I will fail you. Yes, we will make mistakes. No, we won't always. But this is something worth fighting for. And if you want to be a part of it, you need to fight for it. You need to fight for this because it's good and it's righteous and we need it. And maybe you don't need it. Your neighbor does. Maybe, maybe you don't need a thing. You're just here because someone else needs you to be connected to the body. And so this matters to us, guys. Paul writes this letter to the Hebrews, and he's talking about a new way of living. It's a new way of experiencing life, a new way of pro- approaching the world. And this is what he says. And if you have your Bible, open to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. I'm going to pause because you all have asked me to pause when I do this. But I've asked you to get Bible tabs. And in my defense, if you had Bible tabs, you'd already be there. So we got to meet in the middle. Hebrews 10, Bible tab. Verse 19. I'm offensive. All right, listen to this. Check this out. This is great. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence... Oh, this this verse is so... Listen. Since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus... By a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, that's so good. Let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as some have found the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more until you see the day drawing near. This verse is so beautiful. So Jesus shows us this, this new way. Go back to verse 19 if you can for me. I think it's probably the very beginning. Yeah, all right. So, so therefore, brothers and sisters, have confidence to enter this holy place and then go ahead to verse the next the next one. He says, "Let's approach God. Let's approach God. Let's That that's that's plural too, right? Let's us approach God with a sincere heart. Why? Because we have full assurance in faith that our hearts have been sprinkled clean from an evil conscience." Isn't that cool? And so we come into this place each week for this gathering together and we come with confidence and our heart is sincere because we believe that our sins have been forgiven. We believe that the evil that lurks inside of us has been has been washed away. And yeah, you may still have that desire and yeah, you, you may still have that struggle. But the king of the world calls you clean. If you are in the blood of Christ, the king of the world calls you clean. He says, approach me with a sincere heart. Ah, because I know that I have been made clean. And then, and then go ahead to the next one. Let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope. What is the confession of our hope? Christ has died and Christ has risen and Christ will come again. The confession of our hope is that, is that by placing our faith in Christ's life and death and resurrection, we will have life in this world. And he says, hold firmly to that. And so every Sunday we come in this place and we reiterate that. We sing it in song. Guys, the songs we pick are not arbitrary. He is worthy of it all. He is worthy of it all. Above you are all things, and to you are all things. God, you, you alone are worthy. That is an affirmation of our faith. When we're singing, we're not wasting time. We're affirming what we believe inside of community. He says, man, we're encouraged. And then, and then go to the next one. He says, and let's encourage one another in love and good deeds. Go ahead. Not abandoning our own meeting together. He's like, don't give up. Well, why do you think he put that in there? Because there would be a temptation to abandon this meeting. You know why there's a temptation to abandon it? Because it's full of people. Right? It's full of people. And people sometimes can act like people. He says, don't abandon it, but encourage one another. Find ways to encourage one another. And so one of the things we should be thinking about as we approach this place on Sunday is, how can I encourage the other people in the room? How much time did we spend this morning thinking, man, I can't wait to go to church? I wonder how I'm going to encourage everybody today. Some of you spent more time on your outfit than you spent on that. Others did, didn't. But I'm encouraging you. <laughs> I'm encouraging you because you all look beautiful, and it's important to encourage one another. Right? <laughs> Offensive? We encourage one another. And so we're supposed to come into this place and encourage. And one of the ways we encourage one another is by speaking to one another. Never underestimate the value of what happens before you're in that seat. You have no idea what's going on in someone's world. And when they walk into this place, and you walk up and say, glad you're here. And here's what I found. You're you're like, man, I don't know their name, and they may have been here a year. Nobody cares about that. If you go up to somebody and say, man, I I know I haven't met you, they're not going to be I've been here for 10 years and punch you or something. (laughs) Like, we encourage one another, by the way. But we also encourage one another in worship. When we're praising God together in this space, we are encouraging one another. And you know this, and I know this, if you've had a terrible week, and this week I needed worship, like I longed for worship. And when I came in here, and I'm I'm standing over there, and I see we're singing worthy of it all, and so many of you are engaged, and you're sold out in worship, that soothes my soul. Not only are you worshiping God, But when you're worshiping in a group, everyone is feeding off of each other. And when a room full of people are charged up and worshiping God, it is contagious. Have you ever come in here down from a rough week and the worship of your brothers and sisters brought you out of that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, isn't it it powerful? We encourage one another. Not just with what we say, but with our worship, man. We encourage one another. That's why we have core values in this place. And I'm not going to ask because I know you've got them all memorized. But one of our core values is praising. I I know I said that before, but that font is so cool for praising. Uh, We value praising our God. Therefore, we worship God with all that we have, both as a body and individuals. We value praising God. And one of the ways we encourage each other is by praising God. But praise isn't just about singing. When you're greeting people before you come in, you're praising God. When you're serving, you're praising God. Uh, The young adults who went to Passion this week and and they were loving each other, they're praising God. There's so many opportunities to praise God and we do it weekly in this big gathering. But then hopefully we're all doing that in a smaller group because I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. But I also need to be surrounded by a small group of people who deeply know me, by people who will correct me, by people who won't always agree with me. By people who are walking with me on this road together, and I am blessed to have that here, and we want you to have that. That is such an important part of this, and, and we want maybe winning manhood, your thing, or, or we've got small groups or maybe that, but I don't really care how you get connected. matter of fact, you can be connected in a small group at another church and still come to worship here, but you need a small group of people around you who love Jesus more than they love you. This is how we survive in this world. This is how we are encouraged. This is what we do, man. And sometimes encouragement isn't always patting you on the back and telling you, "Attabo."y Remember, you're encouraging each other towards something. And so sometimes encouragement is also correction. But even in correction, you're being encouraged towards Christ. So that's who we are. And why? Why do we do all? Why? Why do we do all this? Why? Why do we believe this guy? Why small groups? Why? Why get connected? Why? And, and it is a one sentence I believe answer. And here it is. You ready? Everyone needs Jesus, and everyone is our responsibility. That's why we do everything we do here, because everyone needs Jesus. And and they don't need the Jesus they came up with on their own, apart from the body of Christ. They don't need the Jesus they made up on the way. They need the biblical Jesus that is affirmed inside of Christian community and lived out inside of the body of Christ. That's what we need. We, We need Jesus like, I need to be in a deep relationship with him. And, and not only that, other people need Jesus. And the other people, you need Jesus, and you need, and you are my responsibility. Your faith is my, and my faith is your responsibility. And outside of this building, we should be growing into a world where they are being transformed. So how, how do we do that? Jesus gives us a verse. Uh, this, is, this is one you should all have tattooed on yourselves if you don't already. John 13, 34. It says, a new commandment I am giving you, that you love one another. Well, that's easy. Just love each other, right? Just think flowery thoughts about the other people in the room. Matter of fact, I should see your faces turning into a smile. I love everybody. Oh, there's a caveat. Love one another just as I have loved you. And this is Jesus talking just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. What is mandatory to love someone else? That's right, someone else. That's <laughs> I mean, mandatory. And Jesus says, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. And the message of Christmas was Emmanuel, God with us. That Jesus didn't sit a thousand miles away and think happy thoughts about you, that he came here as a human, he got into our world, he got into our business so that he could do life with us. Then he sends the Holy Spirit so that he's never apart from us. Jesus is loving us through proximity to us. And now he's saying, I want you to love each other in that way. I want you to love each other. Church, I want you to love each other through proximity. Proximity. I want you to know each other. I want you to do life with each other. I want you to walk together. I want you. To, I want you to bring other people into this thing, and I want you to love each other in the way that I have loved you. And guys, I know that is hard. Like it is hard. He, he's. This is a very diverse school. people from all over, all over this West Little Rock, and, and we have people from Hinsley and people from what uh, Bauxite and, and Sardis and probably even somebody from North Little Rock, but all over, all over the place right? And then he says, love one another. And you're like, some of them are weird. Some of us are. You know who the weirdest ones are? The ones that don't think they're weird. Like if you're the one in the room who thinks you're the normal one, yee. <laughs> you're the weirdest one here. And we're going to love each other in this supernatural, mysterious way. We're going to love each other above our political affiliations. say that one again for the people in the back. We're going to love each other above our political affiliations. We're going to love each other above anything else. We're going to love each other. And the world is going to see a group of people from all over the city with diverse backgrounds who love each other, who do life together. And through that, they will understand the love of God. This is who we are. And I know we haven't always been perfect at this. I've felt at this a thousand times. So have you. But we try again because it matters. We try again because it's worth it. We try again because we believe that we are to love one another the way Christ has loved us. And so, love each other. Like, we've got to find ways to do this. And I'm telling you, one of the easiest ways you can do this, a great starter kit, is speak to the people sitting around you. As a matter of fact... And if you're an introvert here, I'm I'm sorry today, Um, but sometimes the part sacrifices for the whole. Um, Let's do this. I want everyone to make a mental note of where they're sitting right now, okay? Everyone make a mental note. Go ahead. Like, look around, kind of make a mental note. Bruce, you're not looking around. Make a mental note. (laughs) Make a mental note. Okay. Sit in the same place next week. This should be really easy because you were sitting there last week. So sit in the same place next week, but here's the tricky part. Now I want you to get the name of someone sitting directly by you that you don't know. Get their name and remember it. So go ahead, go go ahead, go ahead. Get the name of someone sitting next to you. Okay. Y'all, y'all are doing great. Okay. Now, you may need to write it down. Remembering names is hard. Um, like you may say, you know, like you met a guy named Bobby, Bobby Blue Shirt or whatever. And then if he wears a green shirt next week, you're in a pickle. But either, you see what I'm saying? So, so, and next week, what I'm going to ask you to do is all sit in the same spot. Sitting, if someone's in your seat next week, sit relatively close. But everyone sit in the same spot, and I trust you all, I want you to know that. I have a very high amount of trust for your willingness to do this, so we'll find out who's in and who's out. But next week, you're going to sit in the same spot you're in this week, and if someone new is in your seat, be cool, just tell them to leave. <laughs> but listen... You're going to speak to the person sitting next to you, and you're going to, you ready for this? Call them by their name. You're going to call them by their name. You're going to, you're, next week, you're going to see the person sitting next to you, and if you forget, they'll be gracious. Amen. But you're, you're, Amen, yeah. I forget all the time. You're going to call them by their name. We are going to know each other better at the end of this year than we know each other now. We are going to be closer to each other at the end of this year than we are today. We are going to grow together as a body until we move in one direction like one body. And for that to happen, you're going to have to work. Me too. We're going to have to excuse some wrongdoings. We may have to have some tough conversations with each other every now and then. We may have to get out of our comfort zone just a little bit. But it's worth it. You know why? Because this is worth it. Because he's worth it because you're worth it. You have value and you're valuable enough to be known and someone else is going to speak that into your life next week. And I cannot wait. I know I've got some other notes, but I don't care. This is where we're stopping. I love this. This makes me so happy (laughs) that we will know each other. hypocritical, messy, strange, oftentimes weird, unique group of human beings brought together by the glory of God for the purpose of showing God's glory to the world. If you're into that, stick around. If you are encouraged by today's message, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at thegracechurch.net. And again, thanks for listening to the Grace Church Podcast.